This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. We're going to jump right into the word. Um, and if you would turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, the, the scriptures will be up here. But we're going to talk about um, really what, what does the resurrection mean for us? What does it really mean for me? Is it, is it just a holiday? Is it just, you know, what has happened for us as a result of the resurrection? as a result of Jesus getting out of the grave. And I just want to share just a few scriptures with you, and then, and then we'll pray and be on out of here, all right? And so Romans chapter 4, uh, verse 24, we're going to jump right in here. It says this. It says, uh, but also for us. Everybody say, for me too. Look at the person next to you say, that's for you too. It says, it shall be imputed or given to us, or given to us, imputed to us, uh, imparted to us, if you will, given as a result of something Jesus did to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Everybody say Jesus is alive. alive. Somebody say he's not in the grave. grave. He's raised from the dead. dead. Hallelujah. All right. It says who raised from the dead, who has delivered up, um, who was delivered up because of our offenses. We put him on that cross. Somebody say amen. Our sin, the Bible says that really that we, uh, right here, he was delivered up because of our offenses. Okay, but check it out. But it was raised because of our justification. So what does it mean for us? And I'm going to just jump right in here. My first point is this, is he reconciled humanity to himself. That he wanted us. He wanted you. Jesus, in the heart of God, he wanted you, and the way to do it is his son had to die to be reconciled, to to have fellowship with us. He could not touch, he could not get to us because of the sin in us, but he sent his son to deal with the sin problem so he could get to us. He is crazy about us. God happens to like me, okay? Not everybody likes me, and that's okay, but God does. Look at your neighbor and say, God likes me, okay? And, and he, he reconciled humanity to himself. He was raised because of our justification. This is where justification, this is what Easter's all about. Justification means cleared of all charges. Has anybody ever been cleared of all charges? Has anybody ever had to, yeah, I know there's some folks out there, you know you had to deal with some charges. How many of you thankful that the cross dealt with all charges? He rid us of all charges against us. That's what justification means. It means that we are approved by God. Jesus was raised. Once the penalty was paid, God's like, that's it. It's enough. Bring him up out of there. It's done. It's finished. He was raised because the price was paid. Meaning sin no longer had a hold on him. A sinless God came, became a curse for us. The Bible says he became sin. And he suffered three days, three nights in the grave. And because the price was paid, he was ra- we were justified. The five looks said, okay, Holy Spirit, bring him up out of there. It's done. Job done. It is finished. Look at your neighbor and say, it is finished. All right, so he has reconciled humanity to himself. Has anybody ever felt like you needed, I know the ladies up here doing their thing, they had their shirts said forgiven. Um, anybody ever feel like, man, I, uh, that, that you needed to be forgiven? All right, yeah. Uh, you ever, uh, maybe it's, maybe any married people out there, you ever feel like, oh man, I need to apologize for that one? Any husbands out there? Any husbands out there, have you apologized in the last six months at least once? 
<laughs> What's so funny? Like, okay, okay, last month, within the last 30 days, husbands, raise your hand if you've had to apologize. Okay, you husbands that haven't raised your hand, what is, there's something wrong with that, guys. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it should be uh, pretty frequent. I see the wives looking at their husbands, like, you better, boy, you better raise your hand, because <laughs> on the way here, right, right? Uh, and so forgive justified, justified, shame washed away. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus washes away our sin. I myself grew up, I was sexually molested as a six-year-old. And so uh, many uh, people that are part of this community know this. I share this a lot. This is my story. I needed to be justified. I needed my sin to be washed away. I needed my shame to be washed away. And that is how I actually encountered Jesus was I came to him, not because I was necessarily scared of hell or anything like that, although I probably should have been, but it was more of God, I want the shame of my childhood washed away. Lord, you said in your word that you were raised because of my justification, that, that I could be cleared of all charges and that I could be approved by you, God. Yes, Jesus, come into my heart, save me. I have been justified. I have been reconciled back to God. Let's go in our Bibles here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. I'm going to read about five verses here, and then we're going to go on to our next point. Everybody say this with me. Say, he has reconciled me back to him. That's what the resurrection means to us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says this, for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity or the hostility or the alienation, right? The hostility, the enmity that is the law of the commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity or the hostility. What he's talking about is Jews and Gentiles. What he's talking about is that humanity is divided, but the resurrection, this is my second point, the resurrection reconciles us back to one another. And that in this current state of society, I see, and I'm sure we all do, we see a lot of separation. The media blows this thing up. Separation between races, blacks and whites and Hispanics and Asians. And that this world is full of that spirit of division and separation. But I'm here to say that Jesus was resurrected so we could be friends. Somebody say amen. God did not get raised from the dead just so we could get along. He was raised from the dead so we could be a part of one body, that God could bring us together. That, you know, that, that is the work of the enemy to separate uh, races. And some of you looking at me like, this is, res this is Easter. Why are you talking about race relations? Because it's the resurrection. And the resurrection ought to bring us together. And, and the, the, it's, it's, it's destroying the enmity between us as we are united in the blood of Jesus and we have the same spirit. Ain't no white spirit, Hispanic spirit, black spirit, no, Holy Spirit. 
Come on, somebody. Ain't no junior Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit for woman, Holy Spirit for man. No one. We all need the Holy Spirit. We are united in this church. You look around this room, and there's different looking people, hopefully, on every single row. Because it is Jesus that unites us. It is the Spirit of God that unites us. Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach this to my dying day. And it's not just because my wife is black. It's, somebody say, it's the gospel. Somebody, come on, somebody. Say, preach, white boy. We, gotta, I, we can do better. We can do better. White folks, we can do better. We need to do better. I didn't get any amens from Hispanics or blacks out there. I said, white folks, we can do better. We can do better. That's why there's a white pastor in Boyle Heights. We can do better. That's why this white boy likes tamales. I'm trying. We can do better. Come on now. Come on now. A resurrected Savior. He, he reconciled us to each other. Humanity back together. Through the cross, the burial, the resurrection unites humanity. And when you got a, an environment of a multi-ethnic city and the churches are not that way, there is a problem with the gospel we're preaching. I'm preaching good on Easter Sunday. Come on, somebody. It's the gospel. It's the whole, well, Holy Spirit. Spirit. We are united. One broken body put us all in the same body. Yeah, it's quiet. Come on, somebody. We're the body of Christ. We need each other. That this is what the resurrection is. Easter is all about breaking down the walls of hostility. The cross, the burial, and the resurrection. It ought to be represented in our congregations. In our congregations. Come on, somebody. All right. Hallelujah. I guess I'll just preach to myself. And, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body. Both to God. Through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off. All right? That's all of us. And to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. One spirit. Well, you know, I just don't understand their ethnicity. I just know they're kind of intimidating. Well, we need to get over that. <laughs> By one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer, you are no longer, nobody is a stranger and a foreigner here. Nobody. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. Come on, somebody. Everybody's a citizen up in here. We have shirts out there, kingdom citizen. Come on, look at your neighbor, ask him, where are you from? All right, look back at him, say, I'm from heaven. All right, that's what I represent. I represent heaven. I, I'm repping heaven. I represent heaven. I've come from heaven. I am from heaven. I, I, am, a, I am a citizen of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I, I'm from, I know I got two claps over here. All right, I'm going to work this thing out. Well, I'll be shouting before we get out of here. 
But, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong with appreciating where you're from and all that. Um, I'm personally from Northern California. I was born, yeah, hey. Bay Area in the building. Oh, we are outnumbered, Janae. So, but hey, it's okay because we're about the kingdom, right? Yes. All right. All right. We're about the kingdom. We, we are ambassadors. An ambassador of Christ, an ambassador is somebody that is from somewhere else. They just happen to be posted up in another nation, representing the nation they're from. Every last one of us are just posted up in Los Angeles. We are actually sent here on heaven's agenda. All right. Come on, somebody. All right. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father, one Father for us all. That means we're all God's children. We're all sons of God. We're all done. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. With the saints. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, saint. With the saints. With the saints. We don't pray to saint. We are saints. Yeah, Jesus. There is one mediator between God and man. Jesus. All right. We are saints. We are declared righteous. By the blood of Jesus and the resurrection, the spirit of God is inside of us. You aren't a saint because of you. You are a saint because of him. I am just a vessel. I'm just a temple of the Holy Spirit. But I, by virtue of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are a saint. And some of you looking at me like, I wouldn't act like one this morning. And that's, that's okay. We're working this out. I'm just saying positionally, man, you're a saint. Look at, isn't that something? Come on, husbands, look at your wife and say, I'm a saint. Tell her, say, I am a saint. <laughs> Some of you husbands aren't brave enough to tell her that right now. That's okay. You're no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Same house, same father, same Holy Spirit, peace. It means when, when it talks about bringing peace in humanity, it's, it talks about tying together into a whole. We are part of the body church. We ought to represent what the world needs. And that is unity among different people, ethnicities, backgrounds. It's because it's, we unify around the Holy Spirit and Jesus. My goodness. You guys didn't think I was going to go like this on Easter, huh? Well, it's too late now. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. All right, turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. So what, once again, my first point is he reconciled humanity to himself, and he reconciled us to one another, that he broke that down. The cross and the resurrection represent something God did for humanity's relationship to him and for humanity's relationship with one another, that we ought to be able to get along with one another that Indians ought to get along with Puerto Ricans and Vietnamese ought to get along with Chinese come on and Samoans ought to get along with white people I want Samoans in my corner I just I Hey, you know, you just never know. You just never know. So it's good to have John around. Okay, so uh, 
It's good to have John around. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we're going to get violent. I'm just saying it's good to have him around. It's, good, it's comforting to know I got some brothers that are different than me. And that we, it ain't about, oh, like getting along. Getting along is not enough because you can get along with pe- people in prison get along. Uh-huh. But uh, we talked about this last week. I'm going to get back to this uh, 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 last week that the Bible says love your neighbor. And your neighbor is just the person that happens to be closest to you. And so if you, if you got a problem with a certain type of people and they happen to be close to you, God says you need to love that person. And it's probably the, loving them is more about your issue than theirs. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Sometimes it's about my issue. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, you know, love your neighbor. That Your neighbor just is a it happens to be whoever is closest. They could be nasty, but they're closest. Love them. Somebody say amen. amen. Bible says love your neighbor. Look at, look at the person next to you and say, you better love me. And, and why? Why? Tell them. Tell them this is why. Because I'm sitting by you. That's why. Tell them. Because I am sitting by you. You better love me. You are required to love your neighbor. You are required to love your neighbor. And if somebody got a couple seats in between them, just scoot by and say, you better love me. Tell them, you better love me. Don't make them feel too awkward. We want them to come back next week. All right, Colossians chapter 1, peace, join, join, peace, 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 peace with people. It's because of the, the resurrection brought that broke it down he i mean jesus when he did it he was specifically speaking of jews and gentiles we're all gentiles unless you are a jew we're all gentiles but he broke that thing down he is a priest he is of the he is a rabbi and he came to break the religious system down and said gentiles are now grafted in and jews were like what they can't be coming up in here and, 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 God, and, and it's all through, Paul wrote it in all his letters, and he talked about how, hey, hey Jews, just, just be careful, because you, you, you know, you, God has grafted them in. You better welcome him. And, and if you read the book of Acts, it talks about how the Jews were nervous that Gentiles were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Peter's like, look, I didn't do it. God did it. I just showed up, and they got filled, started speaking in tongues. He's like, not my fault. God did it. And he had to go report to his leaders, which was a Jewish congregation. They're like, hey, why are you hanging out with Italians? And Holy Spirit came for everybody. Sorry, guys. Sorry, can't keep them locked up. This ain't a white thing, a Jewish thing, or whatever. No, this is a kingdom thing, a spirit thing. And the Holy Spirit was sent to the earth. And if you're on the earth, the Holy Spirit is for you. And if you are a human being, the cross is for you. And if you are a human being, this church is for you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. I know none of you had any kind of wicked works going on in your mind before. But I'm just reading the Bible. Yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. You can come before God with all your stuff, receive forgiveness, and you have complete and total access to God. It has nothing to do based on any natural, uh, uh, biological, whatever uh, heritage. It is because he loves you, because you are a human. He loves you. 
because he, he puts you here. He just happened to use your mama as a channel to get you here. All right? Reconcile. This is what it means to change from one place or condition to another. Here it is. Reconcile means this. When two separate parties change to be in the same position. I have, an, I have a background in accounting, and so I reconcile bank statements. So when you reconcile a bank statement, you're just taking your bank statement and you're recon, reconciling it to the software, your computer software, so that they, they, you make adjustments on the computer side to, to where they match. They are the same. When we are reconciled to another, one another, the, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus reconciled humanity. He put humanity on the same plane that there is no better there is no uh, less than or better than money doesn't change your worth the lack of it doesn't change your worth um, social status in the eyes of God does not make you any better or worse it is because you are human and because he died for humanity and he rose to justify humanity we all have access to the Father through the blood of Jesus. We are all on the, the same playing field. There's no, the, the, the kingdom of God and God's approach towards humanity isn't tiered. Come on, somebody. I know in society we tear things and we put people, um, you know, in, in certain environments. If, if your skin is super dark, you're on a certain tier. And if it's a little lighter, you're on another tier. God doesn't do that. And because you can't speak a certain language the way other people expect you to doesn't put you on a different tier. That we all are, are, are need forgiveness. We all need to be justified. We all, we all have been reconciled to the every last one of us. Even us knuckleheads. Even us ones that take us a little longer to get it. Come on, somebody. It took me a long time. It took me a long time when I first came to Jesus. It took me a long time. I'm telling you. I don't know where we get into church. Like, you got to come to church and just be all super saint overnight. It took me some time, and I'm still working on it. Somebody say amen. amen. That he would present us holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Every human, every human. That there's no one lesser, no one lesser than, no matter how they smell, whether they smell good or smell bad, smelling good don't make you know better. Just because you got the new cologne or whatever, you smell good, don't make you, God, God just received somebody that's got some serious B.O. the same way. Now put your B.O. on, come on now, or put your, not your B.O., put your deodorant on to cover the B.O., yeah. Sorry, but I think, I think sometimes we kind of we put people, no, 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 the cross, ooh, I, I, we say this, I say this all the time, the, the front door of this church is the cross, and I have, we have no right to say who can come in and can't, because the front door is the cross, baby, and anybody, whoever will, let them come. And you don't need to, you don't need to get, get certain things right before you come in here. How about you come in here, let's let God work, you, work it out and help, you get, help us get better. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. All right. So my first point was 
note takers. All right, it's Easter. I know you're not taking notes. That's okay. He, he reconciled, he reconciled him, uh, humanity to himself. He reconciled us to one another. Here we go. Another scripture here. Ephesians chapter 4. Go to chapter 4. Go to chapter 4, verse 7. It says this, but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, somebody say he ascended on high. Somebody say he's not dead. Somebody say he's alive. He ascended on high. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. What does the resurrection mean to us? Is that gifts were given to you when he was raised from the dead. That there's gifts inside of you. There are spiritual gifts in every person in the body of Christ. And his resurrection solidifies it right here that you have gifts. You are gifted. You are talented. And the resurrection um, it substantiates and solidifies that his body is gifted. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm gifted. It says he gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Here's my, this is my third point is he gave gifts to us. He gave gifts to us. The resurrection of Jesus, part of that process was he distributed gifts for people to operate in. We are living out the resurrection when we are operating in our gifts. That's why we don't want to bury our gift and try to act all humble about it because of fear, because what you're doing is saying Jesus didn't die for this. He died for you to flow in a gift, to move in your talent, to engage this world with what he put inside of you, that Jesus died, and when he rose up, he's like, here you go, church. Gifted. You're gifted. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what it is, but everybody in here, God has put something unique inside of you, and it is a gift, and that gift is for others, and that gift must be operated in, and yes, you want to tap into that thing because provision comes out of your gift. Um, your, your passion, your, your sense of meaning comes out of that gift, but I'm here to tell you that that gift's also a testament that Jesus is alive. Because when he rose, he gave gifts. And when the church operates in gifts, they're testifying that they serve a risen Savior. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm gifted. We are living out the resurrection when we operate in the gifts God gave us. And as a parent, my wife and I, we, we have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and we can already see certain things about him it's so cool as a parent even at that age like Gia is very much a creative type person like all the flowers in the back she's only five but she's amazing she's so gifted and talented can I just talk about my daughter is that all right no but right in the back hallway here we got Dominico and Giovanna can operate and he rose again so they can live out what God put in them that, he, that, that, that those gifts, a creative gift, and the musical gift in my son, we just see it, his ear for music, and he loves to sing, and we're just filming it. We always try to catch him in the car, film him in the car singing. There's certain songs that, that, they, that he sings, and he just has to, and it was, so as a, just think about the father looking at you with your gift. You know how excited he gets when you start to step into something that he put inside of you. Come on, somebody. Are you guys all right? You guys hungry? Are you getting hungry? Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. Somebody say, he gave me gifts. 
Say this again. Say, I'm gifted. Say, I'm talented. Say, I'm responsible for the gift in me. Say, I'm accountable for the gift in me. Say, thank you, Jesus, for gifting me. Help me to operate, to nurture and flow in what's inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, two more scriptures. You guys all right? There's a lot of Bible for Easter, but it's Easter. You're in church. You're supposed to read the Bible, right? Is this okay? Are you guys all right with this? All right, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 says this, for you are all sons, all of us, sons, not necessarily male, but just sons, sons and daughters, all of us, sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. If your faith is in Christ, you're a son of God, a daughter of the King. For you are all sons of God, all, all, all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have been put on, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Somebody say amen. amen. There is neither slave nor free. Somebody say amen. amen. There is neither male nor female. Somebody say amen. amen. This, is my, this is my fourth point here. I'm almost done. He affirmed a woman's position in Christ when he rose from the dead. And the cross and the resurrection says that there, in Christ there's no male or female, that women are not lesser than in the kingdom of God. And specifically, you know, even just given our current culture is that a woman, there is no male or female in Christ for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, male or female, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I believe that the devil is working overtime on uh, just historically even in our nation, in society, about pushing women down and keeping them at bay because I believe God has something unique in them that he did not put in man. Thank God we're different. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, yeah. Thank God. Right? That there is something unique in the Bible. It says time and time again, husbands, love your wives. That we as a church, we live out the resurrection when women have freedom to develop and grow and succeed and lead. The first people to talk of the resurrection was a woman that had seven demons and Mary, the mother of James, two women. The first spokespeople for the gospel were women. And none of the men believed him. They're like, be quiet. And he was alive. Why would God orchestrate the first spokespeople for the gospel to be women? I believe Jesus was making a point. I believe God is making a point to us that we need to protect and love and serve and encourage the women in our community and in our homes, that, that we are to love them. I tell you what, love is a powerful thing in a marriage. When a man, when the husband loves his wife, man, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, and, and this, this resurrection of Jesus is an affirmation 
of a woman's position. I'm not saying it's anything high. I'm just saying it is the same, that they are the righteousness of God in Christ. They're his daughters. And their role in the kingdom is significant. Many of our leaders here are women. And I want to see more women preaching on this pulpit. Because that is our responsibility. Let me just say this real quick, and I'm going to end with my last point here. It is our responsibility as men to lead the charge to make a way for women to do what they're called to do. Come on, somebody. Here we go. All right, here we go. Last scripture, Acts chapter 2. I'm almost done. Are you guys getting something out of this this morning? And we'll, we'll, we'll dismiss in prayer here, and then we'll get going. But Acts chapter 2, verse 32 says this. This is my last point. Acts chapter 2, verse 32 to 33. It says, this Jesus God has raised up. Somebody say, he, he's raised up. raised up. All right. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. This is in the book of Acts. This is after the Holy Spirit came and the day of Pentecost happened. And the power of God came. People were speaking in other tongues. Um, all, all the nations happened to be there because it was a Jewish festival. It was the feast of first fruits. So there was a gathering of sorts. In the religious context, there was a gathering, but God did something from heaven in a religious context, which is interesting. 120 people in a room, and God showed up. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, there were, it specifically names different nations and people groups that were there. When God does something, it always involves multi-ethnic people. He does it every time. If you even look in LA's history, Azusa Street Revival, that was a long time ago, and the man that led it was a black man, and the culture then was so anti, the white culture of that time was pushing, and God put his hand on a black man and started a worldwide revival out of Los Angeles. God will mess up our system in a good way. And so right here, there was all these different nations, and Peter got up to preach. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. He's near the end of his message. It says, therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out, messing everybody's system up. Religious environment pours out his spirit, and all speaking in tongues. People are like, man, it's crazy that they're drinking. And, he, and Peter's like, we're not drunk as you suppose. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. That, that's what he said. That's what he said. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. And this is my last point, is we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are Holy Spirit empowered as a church because of the resurrection. Resurrection isn't something we just celebrate on Easter Sunday, it is a testament of the power of God in the church. That this just isn't a religious thing. It's the powerful Holy Spirit moving through people like you and me. Holy Spirit touching people like through us, like people like you and me. God using people like you and me. 
And whenever there, when you start to see all different kinds of people gathering in one place, <laughs> woo! This ain't, this ain't a cultural thing. This ain't we're trying to be cool thing. This is we want heaven thing. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.